Hello, and welcome to episode 158 of the Disney Park Princess Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Heather. I'm Sharla. And this week, we are doing part two of our listener Q&A episodes, which I just, I love these so much. <laughs> I know, they're so fun. They make me so happy. I just <laughs> A, I love that people have questions because it means that they're getting back to traveling again, mm -hmm. which just makes me so happy, <laughs> which is so great. Um, but also just, we, we love hearing from you guys. We love knowing what's on your mind. We love, um, you know, just knowing what questions you have and, and what you're thinking about and what's going on in the world of Disney. Because we, we sort of live in this one very specific part of the Disney bubble, you know, um, and I think, you know, a lot of our listeners have different experiences with Disney and different ways that they interact with, with Disney. And so it's, I just always think it's really interesting to see what kind of questions they come up with. So we have no news this week because we are pre-recording, um, because we are going to be traveling over the next few weeks. So we're trying to stack a bunch of episodes so that we don't have to take too much time off. We are going to be taking one week off the week that we are all traveling together. There is not going to be a podcast, but we're trying to get as many as we can for you so that you don't have a gap, <laughs> too big of a gap <laughs> in your Disney Park Princess podcast listening. Um, so since there is no news, I'm going to pause for 30 seconds just so, just to make Charlotte insert the music, the little interim music. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm just kidding. You don't have to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, we're going to get right into our topic. So we left off when, when last we spoke. We were in the middle of some questions from our listener, Kayla, um, who sent us a list of really great questions that probably each could be like an entire podcast topic. So uh, we're going to get right back into it. And her next question was, what Disney food are you craving right now? And I know Charlotte's hungry, so this is a I'm good question. So <laughs> Charlotte, what are you craving? Well, I'm trying to think of like what I want to eat for my trip in a couple of weeks and um I really really want a Mickey waffle I love Mickey waffles um I I wouldn't say I'm craving it because I want to I, I'm really gonna try the crepery um mm. so that's something and that's that's probably really what I'm craving is a Mickey waffle okay all right Heather how about you what are you craving um specifically two things um i really 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 want the spicy tofu from dca right now for lunar new year because mm. it looks so delicious um i tried to make my friend bring it home for me yesterday and she refused because she's a terrible friend um <laughs> <laughs> and then also um the tofu noodles because i i have very like i'm in a tofu moment right now like if i could eat this just 24 seven, I would, I just love it so much. But the tofu noodles I had at Captain Cook's when I went to see Charlotte in December were so good. They were so good. And so I would like those right now. Mm. I like I... tofu if it's cooked really well. Yes. And uh, I can't cook it myself, I've tried. Um, but anything that I've had at Disney that's tofu has been very good. Except yeah. for my for that fish, flying fish. That's yeah. the, the only time I've ever had bad tofu in my I don't life. I don't know if we're even going to really call that a dish. Necessarily. It was just that was awful. Yeah. <laughs> but update, our friend Susanna over at Vegan Disney Food just went and tried their new menu because they just reopened since pandemic times. And she said their new vegan options are excellent. So I would like to think that I had a hand in crafting this new menu. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Sarah? <laughs> I could totally go for um, two things. Well, three things. I would I would like a stop 
in the France Pavilion at Epcot for my Grand Barnier slushie and the macaron ice cream sandwich. Um, and then I would really like um, the holiday turkey Sammy from Earl of Sandwich. I could very much go for those things right now. Okay. That would be ideal. Uh, all right. Her next question is, if you could be a fairy godmother to any Disney character, who would you help and why? And what would you do as their fairy godmother? I, I don't I feel like I need the fairy godmother. I don't right? want to be somebody <laughs> else's. Just somebody come be my fairy godmother, please. <laughs> okay, here's why everybody except Cinderella needs that fairy godmother. I'm not saying she didn't need it, but <laughs> most of the conflicts in Disney movies or any other movie is due to some sort of misunderstanding that people are having. And mm -hmm. that's why there's a that's why there's a conflict. So I want to be the fairy godmother to any of them and just say, just talk to each other. <laughs> or, you know, like really to say like King Triton and say, just listen to what your daughter wants. Now, I know she's 16 and she has no business selling. So you see the fairy godmother as more of like a family a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, family therapist. Or tell um Tell Mulan's family that she doesn't. She just doesn't want to get married. Or Meredith's, Meredith's family that she just doesn't want to do. You know, do this. So, yeah. But do you think that they're going to listen to you, magical fairy godmother? Mom and dad yes. are going to be like, "Who cares if she doesn't want to get married? It's her duty. It's what she has to do." Yes. If I'm the fairy godmother, I make them listen. That's that's what I do. That's the spell you're casting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I don't know. I don't know which character I would. I would want to sort of help. Uh, you know, Nani. I feel mm. like nobody could use a good fairy godmother more than Nani. Oh, she sure girl, yes. Could. She is an amazing big sister, but that girl had too much on her shoulders way too early. Right. The poor girl is grieving. Now yeah. she has to be like a mom to a little sister. And right. then she's got this dog who's awful and then aliens on top of it. <laughs> <Right>. like, exactly. <laughs> Cobra Bubbles is coming in and he can't like, keep oh, a job. He's trying. He's trying. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think they all could have used yeah. a good fairy godmother moment at times. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I really agree. <laughs> I totally agree with that. Yeah. So, and Kayla says, thanks for all you do to brighten the world. Oh. Thank you, Kayla. Try. All right. So the next question is from Carolyn. Um, Heather Hank, it's your turn to read a question. Okay. She says, Hi ladies, we are now past the 180-day mark for our trip to Walt Disney World in July. It's really hard to believe we'd already be making ADRs pre-COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those days? Uh, Remember so ADRs? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want those, I don't want them to change it back. I, yeah, I don't no, I back. love it yeah. months before. 60 days is the dream. That's where we're, that's fine. Um, okay, she goes on to say, I'm assuming we'll still need to make park reservations for this trip. Yes, you will. Yep. Uh, through, what through 2023, they have announced. Yeah. Yeah. At what point should we start figuring out our schedule and actually making the reservations? Now. Now. <laughs> do it now. Right now. Because, look, you can always change, but do it now. She goes on to say, it's a large family trip and we're starting to talk about our must-have dining reservations, so we're ready to go for the 60-day mark, but I'm feeling clueless about the rest of the planning. We're staying for a week and have park hopper tickets, so we definitely have some flexibility. Any advice? Uh, yes. Press Start pause. Now. <laughs> <laughs> now, Press look. pause on this podcast and go make your park pass reservations right now. 
I don't think that you are in any danger of your parks selling out anytime soon. Like I've mentioned before, you know, I go and I do them two weeks before and have had no issue getting what I want. But knowing that you are a big family trip, it is better to have something and then need to cancel and rebook versus not having it. So the earlier you can do it, the better. Yeah. But also just July is a very busy time. You know, it's summer. It's very busy. It's, you know... What making a park pass reservation does not mean that you've locked it in and you can't change it. You can always change it later if you need right. to. Right. But do it now. But do it now. <laughs> uh, okay. Thank you, Carolyn, for sending in your question. Up next. Uh, Charlotte, you want to read this one? Sure. Okay. Hi, ladies. I'm a lifelong Disney fanatic and love listening to your podcast. I'm in the early stages of planning a multi-generational trip to Disney World. It will most likely be in 2023 or early 2024. It will include me, my husband, our three-year-old currently, our three-year-old son, and hopefully baby number two. My mom, my husband's parents, my sister-in-law, and my niece four, and my nephew seven. The only people on the trip who will have been to Walt Disney World before are me and my mom. And my in-laws are leaving all of the planning up to me. My question is, what is the best resort for all of us to stay at? We do not necessarily need a suite or adjoining rooms, but we would at least like to stay at the same property. My favorite resort is Animal Kingdom Lodge, but I am questioning whether that would be best considering the distance from the parks. If you have any other tips for a trip like this, I would love to hear them. I've not been to the parks in over 10 years, and I'm so excited to go to finally go back. Thank you so much from Kristen. Kristen, yes, my no, advice to you is Chris call your travel planner. Call your travel planner. And <laughs> Kristen, I've actually written an article on our website on DisneyParkPrincess.com that has this like tips exactly. for planning a multi-generational trip to Walt Disney World. So I have already sent her this. <laughs> so she has that. But I wanted to answer you know this question because I think it's a it's a common question, right? Mm -hmm. I think um, what resort is best is what works best for you. The resort that's best for me and my family isn't going to be the best that's for you and your family. So it's which do you love? What do you love? What are you hoping to get out of your resort? Then that's the best one because they're all great. You're gonna have a great time no matter where you stay. What's important yeah. to you? And I guess it comes down to budget too. Like who like are grandma and grandpa paying for this trip? Are you each paying for your own individual rooms? Um I think there is a point at which families can get too locked into the we all need to stay together and we all need to have you know rooms near each other and we all need to I, I don't think that's necessarily true actually now this is your mileage may vary and it depends on your family and how you travel and how much independence you like to have but staying at different resorts actually is not like the worst thing in the world you know right a multi-generational trip is about spending quality time together not all of your time together so yes just we, we don't want to to burn out on each other like I, I yeah. feel like <laughs> the best trips that I have taken with my family are not the ones where we have to do everything together it's where oh okay we feel like going to Epcot today you're gonna go to Magic Kingdom okay let's meet up for dinner and talk about what we did or right. you know mm -hmm. my daughter wants to go with her aunt and go ride Expedition Everest but I'm gonna take the babies and we're gonna go ride you know Nemo at Epcot or, or whatever it is or we're gonna hang out by the pool while you guys go out to dinner like, it's nice to be able to go off to your own things, but then maybe come back for a meal, either breakfast or dinner or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love what you just said about, like, different family combinations. Like, I think some of my son's favorite times when we've been traveling is when he's had time to spend not with me and his father, but with yeah. his aunt and his uncle or his cousins who he doesn't normally get to be with. 
you know, so, and vice versa, when I get to be, you know, with my niece or my nephew, who I don't normally get to see that often, and I have that time with them, it's, it's really special, you know, so, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of what hotel, I really, I do believe in a deluxe resort, if it is possible, if it was within your budget, a deluxe resort for a multi-generational trip, just because they do offer more common areas to where you can hang out. They have big, gracious lobbies with lots of seating. They have lots of dining options, both quick service and table service. And so it just gives your family more flexibility for that time when you are at your resort. But you can also stay at a value resort and still have a great time. So, you know. I like the deluxe resorts too, especially for um, families with kids because they have a billion and one different activities. So whether that's a scheduled activity or like the game room or there's foosball over here, ping pong by the pool or like everybody can kind of go off and and burn off some steam. Yeah. 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 I guess my, we say this all the time, right? Like every time somebody asks us one of these questions, what park are you going to be at the most? Is it going Mm -hmm. to be the Magic Kingdom? Is it going to be Epcot? Like, figure that out and then start looking at hotels in that area that you know you would work with your budget or or whatever Um, right and given that the kids going are young you know yeah magic kingdom feels like the the obvious you know yeah although they're they're going to be a little bit older i mean you know we're going to have an 11 year old so there's a good spread by the time they 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 get there the 11 year old no the kids are Though she's it's, saying this is currently their ages. So if right, they're going, they're going next year. So they'll be four, 24, a baby, five, and eight. Or or nine, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, or nine. Yeah. So, yeah, those are still, other than the nine-year-old, those are still relatively on the younger side of things, you know. Yeah. Um, and and how, if, how long you're staying, too, might be mm-hmm. a factor. I mean, not mm-hmm. just for budget, but for your, your time and getting there and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, but I, you know, the biggest tip I I always give my, you know, when I was booking travel and I used to do a lot of multi-generational trips. It was kind of my thing. Um, I've missed the grand gatherings department at Walt Disney World. I cannot even tell you. I used to spend (laughs) so much time on on the phone with grand gatherings. It was ridiculous. Um, You know, feel free to break off and come apart don't, like Heather said, don't get burned out on each other. <laughs> like, you know, if you feel like you have to be in lockstep every moment of every day, it's just a recipe for disaster. Um, you know, because the nine-year-old isn't going to want to ride the same things as, you know, the two or three-year-old or infant or whatever, you know, like it's okay to break off and do different things. And then you've got something to talk about, you know, but do try to have one meal a day together, you know, commit to having one preferably sit down, you know, or it doesn't even have to be situated. It'd be quick stuff where you all sit together at a table and share your experiences. Cause that's when, you know, that's when the fun is you get to hear about everything. Cause you weren't together all day long. Like you still have something to talk about. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're not like yeah. so irritated at your sister who's making these faces at you and blah, blah, blah. like you actually get to enjoy each other's company. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or make sure you spend like the evening at the pool together and let the kids mm-hmm. frolic and the adults can hang out that type mm-hmm. of thing too. Yeah, I have to say my I've done big family trips, you know, with my you know similar situation with, you know, me, my husband, my son, my sister, her husband, her kids, grandparents, you know, um, and we had rooms, three rooms sort of all in a row on the first floor of we've done both the boardwalk and the beach club. And what was really nice about having the first floor rooms was that we could just open our patio doors and let the kids run out and play on the lawn right outside of our Mm -hmm. rooms. Um, And that was just fantastic because 
you know, they could go back and forth between the rooms that way, you know, they could be outside and come inside and outside and inside, and you know how kids do. <laughs> um, and they, you know, they had all gotten, you know, lightsabers in Hollywood studios and they could go out on the lawn and clash their lightsabers and do whatever they wanted, you know? And so it was, it was really great. So, um, I, you know, I have a preference for those two resorts just because of those memories, I think. Uh, all right. So that was Kristen's question. Up next, we have a question from Angela, and she says, hello, wonderful ladies. As we are thinking about our June 2023 Disney cruise, first one for my family, I had some questions. I saw a Facebook group and some posts about fish extenders. I know they aren't really doing gift exchanges now, but I was wondering if you could talk more about this. What is it? Does it take a lot of extra time? Do kids really like it? Or is there enough magic elsewhere? I'm also curious if there are other things passengers do for each other on the ships that I need to start thinking about. Thank you for making my drives into work more enjoyable when I listen to you all. P.S. For Charla, I owe you an email or a phone call soon. <laughs> <laughs> As I asked for your help planning this trip, and you said, yes, it's our first time using a planner. And your topic last week reminded me about it. And that's Angela. Oh. Um, fish extenders. <laughs> Fish extenders are fun. Yeah, I like them. Even as an adult with no children, like I still loved. So I guess what are fish extenders? It's like yep. a little a gift exchange yeah. that um, so guests to do. Outside each stateroom door, there is a little pewter fish. And Disney Cruise Line uses them to put notes. Like if you have a spa reservation or a pala reservation or an excursion, they'll put a note on this little fish. Um, outside your door well guests started hanging basically big bags from them and they call them fish extenders now you can still hang a fish extender now you're just not really allowed to do the gifts and so over the years people started leaving and exchanging gifts on their rooms and it could be i don't know just a little a cute little thing like a pin or name tags or something like that and it's as fun as you want it to be. You can, um, it's kind of like, like pin trading or something like that. It's like a secret Santa. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I, um, yep. like I still, one of the best gifts I ever got in my fish extender, because a lot of people craft these and they're not meant to be expensive gifts. Like you're talking like maybe right. a dollar or two per stateroom. Like you really don't have to go crazy. Like, you know, I would get like one time I got like a little um, tin of Q-tips with Mickey and Minnie on it that I still use. Like, or, you know, the Q-tips have gone, but I still use the tin when I travel. Um, but one of the best gifts I ever got in my fish extender was somebody had bought, went to like the hardware store and bought like, you know, three or four inch long little paint brushes and they you know put the name of the cruise and the year on it and they tied a little ribbon around it and in the ribbon they put a little um like a card telling you what this was for and it was basically to brush off the sand off your feet when you got oh, back cute. from castaway key and i cute. love it and it's still in my little cruise bag and i'm like this is the best thing that anybody's ever given me but like like i said as an adult with no children i loved doing the fish extender because it was just like you would come back to your room from wherever you were and you'd be like oh is there going to be anything waiting for me like it was just it was fun it was something to get excited about yeah. yeah, and typically these are organized by Facebook groups. So yeah. if you go to Facebook and you just type in like Disney Dream March whatever 2023, you know, like whenever your cruises, if you just type in your the name of your ship and your date, you'll typically find a Facebook group that already exists. 
um, for your sailing. And so you can put your name, you can sign up for the fish extender so that people know how many of each item they're supposed to bring. So if there's 50 people participating, you know that you need 50 of each item. And sometimes they get really super organized, like people get assigned a day or a theme or whatever, you know. Um, and sometimes they're just super casual, like, hey, we're going to be on the ship. We're going to have a fish extender out. If we see any fish extenders, we'll drop something in there, you know. Um, right. So it just depends on how organized yeah. You know, yeah. people are for your sailing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, it, it's, but it is super cute. It's very cute. Totally optional. You don't don't ever feel like you have to do it, but it could be a fun thing for sure. And also keep in mind, too, on the flip side of what you will be giving as your fish extender gifts. Like you don't want this to take over your life and like become so stressful for right. you. And mm -hmm. remember you have to pack these things. You have to mm -hmm. pack these and then you have to bring home everything that you've now received. <laughs> and I right. feel like that is something to, to just keep in mind. So I don't know if the exchanges will be allowed to come back, but if they do, they are a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna offer a slightly different take for the introverts among us. I am not a fish extender person. Um, I'm just too shy mm -hmm. <laughs> for, for that. Um, I don't want sort of that type of interaction when I'm on vacation personally, usually. Um, the th Like the thought of opening my door and like finding someone putting something in my fish extender or putting something in somebody else's <laughs> fish extender and having them open the door and finding me there. That thought fills me with such horror. <laughs> like I can't even, like that would be, like I'm one of those people, like if I'm going out to get the mail, like I'll look and make sure that like there's no neighbors or people walking their dogs or whatever. Cause I just want to walk to the mailbox and come back and not have to interact with anybody. So it's also okay to not participate with fish extenders. And one of her questions was, is there enough magic elsewhere? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so it's just a question of, you know, what are you comfortable with? Is if you walk by and you see other people getting all the cool stuff in their fish extenders, are you going to be jealous? <laughs> you know, or if like me, are you going to walk by and think, oh, thank God I didn't have to do that. <laughs> you, know, and, you know, or maybe you know. take, take this first cruise and don't do it. And then kind of look around and see what you're seeing or join the Facebook yeah. group anyway. You don't have to yeah. put your name down to participate. And Joining see the Facebook group is always a good idea. Yeah, just to get information and see what people are planning. And then you can decide what you do or don't want to participate in. Yeah. And then probably after you get back, you can say, oh, let me see what people got in their fish extenders. And then that will give you an idea of what people got. And maybe um, that'll help you for next time if you want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a, it's a really fun thing. And there's but there are so many ways to engage on your Disney cruise, you know, mm -hmm. This is just an extra magical one, but I do always think of them as something for repeat cruisers. I don't necessarily think of them as something for first-time cruisers because I feel like you there's so much to sort of figure out on your first day on the ship, right? If you've never cruised before, um, you know, it's kind of like a lot of new information. And, you know, maybe you don't necessarily want to be worrying about, like, having to hand deliver 50 small items or whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever yeah. it is because you're, you know trying to get that Paula reservation you couldn't book online or, you know, yeah. online, you know. I mean, I, look guys, I have been on the dream, the Disney dream. I don't know how many times now, seven, six. And I Just still, listen to her. No, right. No. Jeez. It's like a name it's, drop over here. Right. It still takes me the first two days to figure out which way I'm going. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. it, it it's just the nature of the ship is big and it's somewhere you've never been and you have to get your bearings. So 
you know, maybe take your first cruise a little bit easy on yourself. Don't feel obligated to join something if you don't want to. If you want to do it, absolutely go for it. Go for it. Yeah. 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 Because it is fun. It is fun. Um, and it's funny because I, you know, I say that I am a person like I love getting, I love getting mail. I love getting surprise packages. I get excited every time there's something clipped in my little fish thing when I come back to the room. So don't ask me what the line is between, although I have the same reaction though, if I open my door in the stateroom attendant or whoever is clipping something <laughs> yeah. to that, it's like, oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, like I feel bad. Um, but anyway, that's just me. Uh, all right. So last question, Charlo, why don't you read this one? Okay. Uh, sorry, I scrolled up. All right. <laughs> Hello, ladies. I absolutely love listening to your podcast. Your views are so often my views. I feel like we're a group of friends having a chat. That's what we want. Okay. Anyway, my question for you is this. I have always booked my own Disney vacation directly with Disney. I'm a bit of a control freak, but with all that is going in the world and changes happening regularly, I am seriously thinking I should use the services of a travel agent for our next trip. I am located in Canada. Can a U.S.-based travel agent such as you ladies book travel and provide service to a Canadian family? Thank you and keep sharing the magic with us. Sherry. We sure can. Yes. So um, do. Yes. So Quite Sherry, frequently. Let, let's talk about the Canadian part of it first and then we'll talk about this for everybody. The, um, the only difference in Canadian versus us in terms of travel is it has to be in US dollars. Um, that's the case for a cruise or Walt Disney World or pretty much any cruise. I have Canadian and other clients all around the world. Everything has to be in US dollars. Yes. So if you don't mind that exchange rate or some, a couple of my Canadian clients have specific U.S. bank credit cards, so they don't have to pay the exchange rate. They just use those. I guess they have to pay it, you know, in a roundabout way, but it's not a, a thing that hits their charge every time. Um, so that being said, yes, you can use this, just have to book in U.S. dollars. Yep. Um, now there are, I will say there are some offers that are exclusive to um, Canadian residents, we can okay. typically book those, but then there are also some offers like, for example, this isn't Canada, but like one thing I'm thinking of is like in the UK, there are often packages and things that are yeah. marketed to a UK client that are specific to UK, um, travel agents. Right. Yeah. Um, because they get more time off than we do over here. Yeah. So like they can, for example, include 14 day tickets in their packages versus just 10 days here. And so, yeah. Um, sometimes it's better, like if you are, the UK is notorious for this, but if you're a UK resident, sometimes it's better to book through a UK travel agent, not always, but it just depends on what offers are available. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we can book, um, the Canadian resident ticket rates that come yes. out sometimes and things like that. We can yeah. apply those. Yep. We can yeah. do those. So, yeah. Um, but again, like, like Charlotte said, the exchange rate comes down to it. You know, I used to work with a client, um, in Norway. And she would just keep an eye on the exchange rate. And every time the exchange rate was favorable, she would make like a big chunk of a payment on one of her cruises, you <laughs> yeah. know? Um, and so I would always know, like, if I got an email, like, oh, the exchange rate must be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So just something to keep sort and of then, eye on. Yeah. And then in terms of the rest of your question about being a control freak, um, but with everything else that's going on, um, basically, we work together. So all the payments, all the actual changes would go through us, but with your park reservations, with your dining reservations, with 
anything else, you can do that, all of that on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, you can make, do most things on your own. You just have our expertise to help out. Yeah, I like to say we can do as much or as little as you want us to. So if you want us to be calling in your dining reservations, if we want us to help you plan, you know, like a a touring plan type of situation, we can do that for you. Or we can just be totally hands off until you need help with a question or it's time to make a payment. You know, we don't want to take the fun out of planning for you. Like, I remember, you know, I used to love making myself my dining reservations and figuring out what park I was going to be in. And if that's how you are, that's great. We don't want to not have you do that. We're just kind of here to be your support system. Right. Uh, all right. So that does it. That was our last question for this week's listener Q&A. Thank you so, so, so much to everybody who sent in questions. Um, we love to do these, so keep sending them in. <laughs> you know, we typically wait until we have a batch of them and then we'll do, you know, one or two or you know, however many questions we get. So the more questions you send, the more often we get to do these. So, you know, feel free. You can real, uh, reach us at info at DisneyParkPrincess.com. Or if for whatever reason you want to reach one of us individually, um, it's just our name at DisneyParkPrincess.com. So I'm Sarah, no H, thank you very much, at DisneyParkPrincess.com, <laughs> Heather at DisneyParkPrincess.com, and Charlotte, which is S-H-A-R-L-A, at DisneyParkPrincess.com. My autocorrect loves to make her into sharks. Common. <laughs> <So, laughs> I probably should just add sharks, sharks. at DisneyParkPrincess.com <laughs> to our emails, but no. Uh, but anyway, so you can always reach any of us individually if you have specific questions um, or just a comment or whatever. Uh, don't forget to check out our Facebook group, our Facebook page, our Instagram page, our YouTube channel. Don't forget to check out Heather's YouTube channel. Heather, what's your YouTube channel so people can find it? Um, you can just search for my name, which is Heather Corson, and that'll pull up my uh, travels with Heather. Yep. C-O-U-R-S-E-N is Corson. So um, we will be back next week with a, another episode. Uh, we, I believe we're coming up on our Why Do You Continue to Visit Disney Um world specifically as opposed to other disney destinations or other places around the world so i believe that's what we have scheduled for next week but we're pre-recording this so don't hold me to that (laughs) (laughs) if you come back next week and that's not the topic i apologize (laughs) thank you so much and we'll talk to you next oh patreon extra i almost forgot the patreon extra coming up next on the patreon extra i am giving everybody an update on my son's college search because we have some news and some movement. And this is just something I want to rant about because this is a college application process last year and this year have been historically unlike anything else because of course the pandemic is affecting this as well as (laughs) the entire world. So I'm going to give you an update on all of that. So those of you who have been following Ryan since he was just a wee bitty 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 baby, um, he's going to college. (laughs) I'm not ready. Uh, So stay tuned for that. And if you'd like to become a Patreon member, you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess. Thanks so much. Talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.